There have never been more options for your next vehicle, but the right choice has never been clearer. That's because Toyota has a high-performing hybrid built for your exact needs, like the stylish all-new Camry XSE Hybrid and Venza, the spacious Highlander and all-new Sienna with more cargo space, and the fuel-efficient and high-performing RAV4 Hybrid. Toyota hybrids save you time and money, filling up less often at the gas station. And of course, all with 10-year, 150,000-mile warranty on new models. Take the next step. Visit Toyota toyota.com slash hybrid or your local Toyota dealership to learn more. ¿Qué tal amigos? Mi nombre es Roman Rojas y Tremenda Vaina es el podcast donde te contamos cuatro historias que desafían la realidad. De las cuatro historias solamente una es mentira. ¿Cuál será? En el último episodio de Tremenda Vaina te contamos de un muchacho en China que vendió una parte de su cuerpo para comprarse un iPad. ¿Será verdad? ¿Será mentira? Suscríbete en iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Spotify o tu plataforma favorita. También nos puedes seguir en Twitter, Instagram o Facebook. El mundo enfrenta una pandemia. Encuentre respuestas y acceda a información veraz y confirmada en el especial de NTN24 sobre coronavirus COVID-19. Escuche los contenidos de NTN24 en su plataforma de podcast favorita. Hi guys, with Jesse Smollett and Donald Trump, right? They both kind of got away with some stuff recently. Mm -hmm. What would be one thing you would want to get away with? Frank. Uh, I would like to get away with cheating. Yo-yos in like the last month. I mean, how many do you think were in there? There were a few. There were about 37. There's a lot. I would say about 50. 50? Yeah. Yeah, I lose count in my head though after like four. What's up, everybody? You're in the right place. Don't shut it off yet. This is the Latinos Out Loud podcast. This is season five, episode 11. Oh my God. Yes. 11, 11. We're almost at 100. What? We're almost We're at almost 100. 100. Are you kidding? We're almost 100. Yes. We're almost 100 episodes in? Yes. Of yes. this podcast. Yes. Wow. 
feels like yesterday. Where I got 93 or something. I lost count. Because we're doing seasons. It's like kind of hard. You know what I mean? Like season three, season four. And like in the same year, you do like three seasons. Yeah. Third season of 2019. How y'all like, aren't there four seasons? I don't understand how y'all do y'all podcast. Well, here we are. How are you guys doing? Oh, wait, wait. Hi. Guess who this is? Intro. Oh, yeah. I mean, after the 100th, can we stop? Yes. Don't people know? With intros? Yes. There's always like a new person for the first, you know, and they're like, oh, let me check out the latest episode. I guess Uh, you're right. That's true. All right, all right. I'm Rachel La Loca. I'm Chief Fertz. No, you're not. (laughs) I'm (laughs) Fago. Frank Nibs. What is this? Sound like DMX. Uh, we, uh, Yo. And Ja Rule. Oh, Why God. is he always done on this show? Because they sound kind of the same. You got to like do one and then the other. Wow. Do you think they had a dispute about it? Like, yo, yo, why like you do? Me. Why you using my voice? It's, yo, I don't, we don't sound alike. What are you talking about? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, and then he said, all right, fine, I'll do the murder thing to yeah. clearly <laughs> distinguish who we are. And then he was like, yes, I'll do the barking, we good. Yeah, and then we good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And now, look where they are. So, yeah. Um, What's going on? What have you guys been up to? I'm good. I'm yeah. sorry, no disrespect, but it's like I can't help it, but I'm sort of looking at your boobie because oh. of your new tattoo. Oh, snap. I can't. No, no it's, it's weird because we're brother too, and sister. She's like, my eyes are up here. Yo, talk to me, son. What's that? All right. I mean... Wait, time out, time out. Oh, why are you always doing No, we... You asked me a question and you interrupted yourself. Because I don't want you to forget anything. For you non-people... Oh, it's not... That doesn't make sense. For you people that don't follow... The people that don't follow Rachel on her Instagram story, please tell them. Because I know this weekend, everyone that saw your Instagram story knows what you're about to talk about. Oh, what was it? The uh, talk of the tattoo town? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) No. Okay. Wow. Plain and simple, I got some new body art. Mm. A.K.A. tatuaje. Mm. A.K.A. inked. A.K.A. tattoo. Mm. Got a new one. I don't know what number I'm up to. Don't ask me. Not my first time around. Not my first time at the rodeo, as they say. <laughs> Surprisingly, though, it was my first time at the rodeo under a certain influence. Oh, oh my God. Game changer. Ooh, ding, wow. ding, ding. <laughs> Going back for my next one in a few weeks. Can't wait. I didn't feel a thing. I didn't feel a thing. You were numb? It was great. I felt nothing. Like, wow. I was just in zen. It Now I'm at the point that getting a tattoo relaxes me. Oh. Yo, I never gotten a tattoo. That's how it is. Frank yeah, is mad son. old school. Frank I mean, is old school yeah, yeah, Dominican. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll tell you the strain. Maybe Frank that has something carves, to do with it. Frank just carves stuff in his, <laughs> on his arm like with he's a getting, knife. What are you, like, <laughs> brand yourself? He's, he's getting the fr- fraternity brand, like the you. Like a, <laughs> yo, the ten Duka, crack, Duka. I got the Ten Crack Commandments on my back, yo. <laughs> the Biggie song, Frank? <laughs> Frank is a jail type. The jail one? Yo, that's gangster. You know a jail tattoo when you see one, right? Oh, hell yeah. Yeah, I'm like, why the six is crooked? It's supposed to have his birthday. Who's Maria? Okay, Why do you have half the Bible on you? (laughs) Back to you. Okay. Oh, I love that phrase. Um, So, (laughs) I tend to want to get body art or ink every time my life makes a pivot, a strong pivot. Oh, Oh, 
Interesting. That's the pattern that has formed. It's not like I'm drenched in ink. I'm really not. And they're all in places that can be covered because I'm an actor. So you know? why did you get your Betty Boop one? Because mm. I'm not fucking Julissa <laughs> from the Bronx. <laughs> what do you mean? I'm not going to do that. I don't get caricatures. I don't get no crazy shit. Like I get every tattoo actually has like significance. Can you, you, tell, us what this, can you tell us what this one means, yes. by the way? Okay, Please. so I got two done or one and a half because one is a lot bigger than the other one. Mm-hmm. And by the way, this was date night with hubby and I. I oh, have to throw that out there, ladies. A lot of pressure ladies. out there for all the couples. Listen, I saw ladies. Your, your, your husband got the, the DJ table. Yeah, the, the, uh, he DJ, got uh, a 1200 turntable. Yeah. Yeah. He has saran wrap on it the other day. <laughs> you know it's a real tattoo, and it's like, nah, I still got the shit over it. Oh, uh, my Puerto Rican paranoid husband, I can't. I'm like, you can unwrap from the saran right now. Like, it's a day later. He's like, nah, I'm keeping it protected. So you guys did this, like, together. It was like it a, was soul, a, a soulmate connection type of thing to go and do wow, Frank, I don't think it was that serious. No, I think uh, it was. I mean, it was. I mean, well, I, listen, I'm on. not going to deny that, Frank, because we definitely have a connection. Right. You held hands while you were getting the tattoo? Like, he was fucking he hold- went before me. Hands. He's like, meet me there. I'm like, great. Date night's off to a great start. We're not even leaving together. <laughs> no, no, I'm just kidding. But So can you tell me what you got? All right. The- all right. Suspense. I love to build it. Okay. So we are about to embark on something very special, Room 28, and it's a strong pivot in my career right mm. now. Mm. Wow. And uh, yeah, and so I needed something, and I've always wanted to have my kids on my body somehow, like right. birthday name. I never really knew. But then I saw this illustration on Pinterest, of all places, mm. and it's just an illustration of a mom holding her infant baby, and I have both of my son's birthdays right beneath it. So it's above wow. my heart, which is so like 80s. Oh, let me get a mom pirate tattoo or like some <laughs> shit like above my heart. But you know what? Look, there's a, 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 a tremendous amount of significance is that they're on my heart. They are my heart. Oh. That's right. You know, I no gave them that. life, but they give me a reason to live it. Mm. Those okay. are my kids. And so they're coming with me to California as we embark on this journey. And the other thing I got is for just a little more uh, enhancement of my faith, which is the Catholic cross beneath my ear, which funny, I was going to get it on my finger because I wanted it on the inside of my of my pointer finger so I can pray to it. Ooh. But homeboy, shout out to Devil's Ink Tattoo in Spanish Harlem. You know, it's not often. Doesn't sound yeah. Scary. All right. Wow. <laughs> yeah. You walk. Yo, ma, in. I got you, ma. <laughs> you walk in. Wait, so the... you got a cross at Devil's Ink? I know. I did. I was I thinking did. the same thing. <laughs> the devil Yo, told ma, me to yeah, do yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna put six 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 right next to it. Don't worry, ma. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's dripping blood from my ear. You know what I'm saying? No, and so he was like, "Don't get it on your finger. Look at my fingers. Like they wear, you know, they they don't like heal nicely, and they don't what? Yeah, gel tattoos. On he had tattoos everywhere. Oh, Definitely, he might have been. He put the devil in devil's ink. You know wow. what I mean? Not sure. Not sure. I'm just kidding. The Latinos, they're mad cool. We exchange stories. They're not follow, following us on Instagram, which oh, is awesome. Okay. Yeah. So I'm definitely gonna go back because I felt no pain whatsoever, and the dude was so nasty. I don't know if you peeped this, but like, uh, it's, it's okay. It's okay to yeah, look. I mean, you guys are my Brothers, like I know you're not looking at my tits. Yo, and the crazy thing is when you revealed it at brunch, you were like, hold on one second, I'm gonna show you. This. I had yeah. the like, uh, Sophie's right there. What are you doing? Yes, I don't want no surprise areola, motherfucker. Yes. The waiter, the waiter I had dropped. To adjust. The like, waiter dropped all the dishes and shit. It was like that was that why he did it? Yeah. Oh, I didn't realize. Like, that. I gotta show you something close to my heart. Well, anyway, yeah. But I like that there's a little heart like above the, the oh, and it, but it's like you. it's the right amount of heart it's not like a crazy yeah. big heart it's just a nice little like whoop so Congrats. that's a cool that's awesome. little thing to nice. it yeah 
So as we embark on the journey, you know, you got to do the things that get you spiritually in the right place. And the ink does that for me. Wow. That's awesome. Congrats. Thanks. uh, I don't need a congrats. What do you want to give me? A plaque? I don't know. Just, it's fine. Eloeros, if you want to pick Rachel's next tattoo. um, Yes. Email us at We Are Drawings to... If more than one person (laughs) says the same thing, I'll get it. I swear on my life. If if Vote Boggles Face. Boggles Face. (laughs) On the lower back. Rachel, back to you in Chinese letters. <laughs> well, anyway. 300 yo-yo-yos on your back. Speaking, oh my God, that's a great idea. Um, speaking of yo-yos. the reveal at brunch, we had brunch. We did. Brunch it was a while. Brunch crew represent. It, yeah. was a, it was a while. We were at Bar Barrio. Yeah. Where the hell was that? Bar Barrio. It's on uh, <laughs> Bar Barrio. I know. It was on like 103rd and Lexington. Wow. It was called Devil's Brunch. And... Damn, yo, this weekend brought to you by Spanish Harlem. <laughs> well, yeah. Okay? Well, Sorry, Frank, your invite got lost in the mail. Uh, uh, yeah, we fine. mailed it out to you weeks ago. Yeah, we did. Mm-hmm. You didn't, didn't, didn't RSVP, so like, Yeah, yo. right, exactly. Sorry about that. So, okay, so so first off with this brunch, <laughs> we I was getting nervous initially because I was I like to look at Yelp anytime I'm going to go obsessed. eat. He's obsessed. I need to see pictures. I respect it. I need well-lit pictures. I need to see what's on the menu. This restaurant didn't have a menu, a brunch menu online. Nope. So I started getting nervous. I was texting Mike. I was like, yo, what if yeah, they don't I have know. pancakes? Like, Unli- unlimited, unlimited mimosas? They, yo, oh, no. unlimited is not yeah. the word. Well, me? yo, the good news was I this told place the waiter, was I was like, slow down. Wow. Yeah, yeah. No, I was lit. Slow down. You got lit, Mike? Yo, was I, I was supposed to go to, to another leave. event. <laughs> I was supposed to go to another event after the brunch. It was uh, Club Kama at like ah. six, in the, six in the afternoon. Yo, I was done. Oh, it's, there used to be a club, a club with beds. So I was oh like, my god, club bed, throwback. Yeah, yeah club fucking semen filled uh, mattresses. The fuck out of here. I was I like, got, I do not like this. I place. got bed bugs <laughs> one, from one night in that club. Someone get me a UV light. <laughs> I'm not sitting on this shit. Yo, the marina had beds too. I was like, never. Ew, gross. Never that. I marina gave me a and virgin, beds. But then I left pregnant from sitting on the bed at la marina. <laughs> Yo, I'm stuck under this weighted blanket. Hello. <laughs> Yeah, we got lit. So yeah, so Frank fast forwarded to the unlimited brunch, I mean unlimited mimosas, mm-hmm. and Mike got real. You know when Mike is messed up because he gets quiet, glazed, glazed out. Oh, no. oh my Yo, god! Mike came out. Oh, that's Yo, Fatima put a picture. Like we went to another spot. I don't remember that. <laughs> so I was like, what? Really? Yeah, yeah, we went to another spot. And Mike's just kind of looking at the wall. <laughs> What happens with there was, Mike? A, there was a fish what tank. I don't, what, what? You do Frank, that, like, you know where do you go? You go like, I know. Where during you that go? time, where do you I, it's go? It's like I'm on autopilot. It's like I'm a vessel. He like, needs some milk. <laughs> <laughs> and I, yo, and the funny thing is, Edgar and Jamie were like, "Yo, Mike's not here. Watch, he's not saying anything." And then I would be like, "Yo, I'm here." And then I would just disappear again for like another half hour, yo. That was it. It's but yo, that's me. that's what happens with unlimited mimosas, yo. Wow. And he was there before it was like even half empty. He, he was, was waiting. There. He was just like, "Aita." And he then where you did so you you didn't drink Rachel that much? Oh man, this is like oh why are we even talking about it? Like I almost canceled on you guys to be quite honest. Oh okay, what? good to know. Yeah, okay. moments before, which would have been so fucked up, and so I just started vomiting out of nowhere. Yeah. yeah. Oh number three. Is when you coming. did when you did it on the GT table, though, it was like F O H. Mike, H-O. stop it, because I'm no. not pregnant. You, oh, so it's not no. Pre- well, that's what the Edgar world said. needs a little loca. Edgar was like, "Are you fucking <laughs> pregnant?" And I was like, "I don't know, motherfucker. Ask your fucking semen. Why don't you ask your own sperm that? Why don't you? Why are you asking me?" You know? Did you take the brunch pregnancy test? 
Oh yeah, exactly. BPT. It's the only brunch pregnancy test I need test that I fucking use. cock GoPro that we talked about last oh, week. Take like yeah. a look inside. Yeah. yeah. Uh, no, I'll I'm make sure I get in there. I'm on certain birth control, so. Well, you have a combination. Like, you have like a concoction of. I have my own methods. <laughs> something, uh, you know, pharmaceutical coupled by something not so pharmaceutical. Mm. <laughs> so that's like a foolproof. Can we pull out of this conversation? Oh, JP! Come on! Come on! Uh, yeah. But that wow. was great. Mike. Yes. So, um, I'm famous. You're famous. I'm Congratulations. Famous. I'm actually featured in the uh, Los Angeles Times today. Wow. Yeah. Uh, so they did a <laughs> deep dive. Uh, shout out to Esmeralda Bermudez. She did a deep dive on Vapor Rub. And so that sounds she like was, so much fun. Viva Peru, yeah, no, it's amazing. Oh, like not literally, like a dive into oh, no, like a pool of vapor in rub. Oh no, she didn't dive into a pool of vapor rub. Vapa ru, vapa ru, vapa ru. Some people say vapa ru. Okay, Frank. For, so for the listeners out there, it's vapa ru. All right. <laughs> Thank you for the Dominican yeah. translation. Anyway, so she um she found our video that back in 2012, Bago and No, we did a video called Viva Peru, right. and it was uh, a hit. It was a hit. And um, so she interviewed me, and then she also got a story from me where when I was seven years old, um, I was coming home from school, and I opened up the back you went door. To I went to school. I was, I was, uh, wow, interesting. Yeah, very interesting. And I opened the back door, and icicle landed in my head, and my mom saw it, and I was bleeding mm. like a lot. And my father was like, no, we're not going to the hospital. Mm. We're going to just put some viva paru. And a Band-Aid, and you're going to go to school. Now, at the time, I had a girlfriend, but my dad told me that he was friends with the lunch lady, that if I was to take it off, I'd get grounded. So wow. that was a story I shared. And uh, yeah, so I've been scarred. And you saw the scar. I have it right there. It's definitely evident that something wow. happened. Now it's evident, and we knew real, that real something talk. had happened, because we kind of assumed. So this now explains everything. Yeah, I thought man. you were just prematurely balding, but it's a scar. <laughs> it's, just, it's a scar right in the back of your head. It's like a little window to your brain. <laughs> so you can Cute. check out the article. We'll share it. But uh, it was really, really, it was really, really cool. There were some videos from Me Too and um, and Jenny. She did a video as well. The one that does the abuela, the Cuban abuela. She did a video Aye. on Vapor Rub as Jen well. Nizzle. So yeah, Frank, uh, you had a story about the the filming of that uh, video. No? Filming of uh, Vipa Peru. We filmed it. We we filmed it in different places, but we filmed one scene in an ambulance, and it was a friend of Mike's. And this guy was like, he just pulls up in a in, a, in an ambulance. He's like, he Damn. told he t Mike tells me this guy has to show up at this and this time. He's actually working. He actually is working. Oh, but he's, he's on a, his shift. He's a fan of wow. uh, he's a fan of Juan Bago and O. And he's such a fan that he's willing to give up his his ambulance for us to do this video. So he pulls up on 135th in Amsterdam. He just pulls up. He's like, hey, what's up, dude? This guy's like 50-something years old. He's like, man, I'm a fan of Juan Bago. And Mike just walks, wow. goes in the van. He's like, yo, dude, you can turn on the lights. He starts turning on the lights. We do the video. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All of a sudden, he's like, he gets a call. He's like, don't worry about it. It's not important. You know? It's not life or death. It's all good. It's okay. It's like <laughs> a broken leg. Oh, yeah. You can yeah. still shoot. Yeah, and we keep on shooting. He's like, yo, dude, just don't shoot the license plate. I, I could get in trouble. I could lose my job. I'm like, damn, this guy's willing to lose his job. Yeah. All of a sudden, he gets a call. He's like, yo, guys, I got to be out. I got a life and death call. He just gets in the van. And, in the van. and, and, and we got all the shots. It was amazing. Wow. Yeah, it was crazy. Wow. <laughs> wow. Yeah. You got to love those yeah. EMTs. Shout out to Anthony yeah. Palmini. He shot that, remember? Yeah. And we shot that up in uh, up in uh, where he was working uh, with the green screen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So speaking of Anthony Palmini, I think it's time for the Bochincha Bites and his drop. Whoa. Ooh. I've been waiting all day. 
Talking before, you're not happy with your buchinche bite oh, anymore. No. You want a new one now? Um, oh shit! No, and uh, Anthony knows this too. I've told him this is probably not the. <laughs> he made like eight of them, right? It was a week where we kept testing new ones. Oh this yeah, probably wasn't my favorite one, but it stuck, and now it's kind of like catchy mm. in an annoying way. The kids way. like it. Yeah. To me, it's catchy in an annoying way, but it's catchy. It's so. But I might want a, a new one eventually. So we, we might okay. have to do another, I love that idea. another testing of different ones. Okay. Interesting. Right. Yeah, yeah. Okay. But this one sure. is good. It's fine. Okay. Okay. First first bite. Stop starting beef, Mike. Are you uh, okay, Mike? <laughs> do you want to say anything? or? No, no, no. Oh, you're one of those. Guys, Jesse Smollett is oh, back. Again. Oh, damn. ¿Qué pasó? Less than two weeks after uh, he pleaded uh, not guilty mm-hmm. to 16 counts of disorderly conduct for allegedly lying to police, right, about the hate crime. The prosecutors have dropped all the charges in the case. Wow. Like, based on what? Yo, I mean, some people say, you know, Chicago's very, like, corrupt. There's, like, some money maybe being changed. But nobody really knows. That's the thing. Nobody knows. Just he told reporters, look, I will always continue to fight for the justice, equality, and betterment of marginalized people everywhere. So I guess he's becoming a superhero now. That sounds like Captain America or something Captain America was there. Captain Jesse? If he was a superhero, I know his perfect name. Pathological. (laughs) His lies are faster than a speeding bullet. (laughs) (laughs) Look, I still think there's just a lot of unanswered questions. Like, what the fuck really happened? Like, what happened with all those two Nigerians with the mega hats? What's that all about? Did we all just, like, dream that? You know what I'm saying? And crazy. I got a conspiracy. Well... I mean, is it a conspiracy that Trump just got off, Robert Kraft just got off, yeah. and Smollett just gets off? So and it's in threes, like rich guys just like to get off. That's what. It's just about spinning, you know. <laughs> it's about spinning news, like I tell you guys all the time. This is spinning. So news, is it like guys. a distraction? Yep, basically. Okay. Anyway, continue. Well, look, I think um, now that he's exonerated, right? Subway. He went to go eat Subway. That's how it all started. He wanted to eat Subway at night. They should hire him as the new spokesperson. Wow. Oh, you know? He could be like, yo, get that new Smollett sub at Subway. <laughs> it's the best sandwich for that late night craving. Hey, would I lie? <laughs> wink, wink at the camera. Wink, wink at, at the, the camera, camera and you got America back again. Yeah. Wow. That's Take it. that. I'm going to have a copywriter. I'll, I'll buy a Smollett sub. You're giving away these tips for free. I don't know why. Wow, uh, uh, Jamie. Yo, I think the hardest thing for him is like having to like deal with his friends again and like no one's gonna trust him ever. Story time? <laughs> yeah, like even if he's like late for something, he's like, yo, sorry I'm late, guys. I was like, mm-hmm. my Uber got lost. They're mm-hmm. like, oh yeah, Jesse. Where's the evidence? What really fucking happened? Why are you late for brunch? My homegirl just told me she saw you in front yeah, of Rainbows. <laughs> Oh, there wasn't a video to to prove where you were. Okay. Stop lying. <laughs> oh, you took a FaceTime? Where is it? Um, but um, yeah, anyways, next bite. Oh, okay. Uh, unless you have any final words on Jesse Smollett. Anyone think anyone no, anyone like a, regret? Like a, anyone think that know, he the might cops, be telling no, the, the truth? cops are saying that he's lying and that they're, you know, they're uh they probably paid it off to get that yeah, out of the Yeah, but then now, now do you trust the cops? Now it's like, they're the busy, cops also seem they're very... They're busy with R. Kelly in Chicago. Oh, so, uh, no. oh that's true, too. Uh, should be busy. They should be busy. Right they now. should be busy with that. I think, yeah. You know? Okay. But, she anyway. was born in Illinois. Guys. Right outside of Chicago. <laughs> 
this next soon, story this next story is a little crazy and it's a little bit fake newsish. Mm. Mm. Wow. You guys cross pollinate. Yeah, yeah. cross pollinate. Wow. wow. Yeah. Yo, guys, guys, marketing. Watch. Guys, Marketing. guys, no, this one. This That's one my over background. Here. The this sec- one over here. Look, check it out. The secretive German family behind mm. the company that owns Krispy Kreme is donating more than $11 million after the discovery of its Nazi past. Ooh. Yeah, uh, I'm not surprised. There's, there's a Nazi there, past. They're going to make up for it. With oh, money. There's many, there's many uh, top corporate companies that have Nazi past. A lot of them. A lot. Well, Krispy Kreme was like the last one I would Krispy think of. Krispy Crack. Right? I love Krispy Kreme. Krispy Kreme, Crystal Nacht. Crystal Nacht. <laughs> wow. You know what that was. Yep. I mean, look, I was already picturing Frank going like, yo, but like the KKK, they used to call themselves the Krispy Kreme crew <laughs> back in the day. They used to have these meetings, yo, and they only used to make white powder donuts, yo. So they used to scream out, white powder, white powder. Oh, God. Jamie! Oh my god, I felt that one right in my gut. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. Nah, you gotta admit, those donuts are good. Those shits are good. What I used to see lines when that when that's when Krispy Kreme first opened in New York, they would be lines at seven o'clock in the morning. I swear to God. Yo, dude, America runs on Duncan, bro. <laughs> Yo, there's only like one Krispy Kreme in New York now, though. So I can't. There, yeah, I, I, I like. I it's can't, like crack. I'll, I'll ban like them crack. because there's not. I don't have a lot of. They choices. Came in, they I came in and out. I'm they, not going all the way downtown to fucking go Krispy Kreme. So we're we're good. Um, <laughs> ban them. Don't eat Krispy Kreme anymore. <laughs> Unless there's one near you and whatever. I understand. Damn. Uh, our next story though. <clears throat> this is like a lot of rich people like paying off Yo, for stuff. Check people, it out. Hip hop legend Dr. Dre deleted an Instagram post about his daughter getting into the University of Southern California. Oh, USC. Um, without jail time. He put like without jail time and after news of him, but uh, he took it off after news of him donating 70 million to the school oh, come on. in 2013 came out. Come on. So Here we go with the rich people in the colleges and all that. Straight right? out of contributions. <laughs> oh, God! Can we I see, wasn't even over the last can, one. Can we can we see can we see those receipts by Dre? Uh, wow. <laughs> hey, check it out. Hey, look, look, his daughter might have no. His daughter might have gotten good good enough grades to get into USC, but US if even if she was like a bad student, right. UFC ain't gonna like. Not put her in after that donation, right? Yeah, I mean, there's a little perk right there. He is a chronic liar. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. Like, look, <laughs> you deserve a thumbs. Universities. I just want to play this game the whole podcast. <laughs> universities are gonna bring people in that have money. They like if you're the father of a doctor, they like that too. That helps. He's yeah. a doctor. Doctor Dre. Uh, <laughs> right, 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 right. But if they, if they didn't let right, him in, right. oh, so you're a real doctor? Yeah. Yo, but if they didn't let her in there would have been like multiple drive-bys in front of the dean's office and shit oh god <laughs> he got his boys uh, okay wow anyways um it hurts there's just too many cases of rich parents paying off Jeez. colleges like this it's even in the in the plot of the new dora movie yeah they made what a new dora movie. movie what oh yeah, yeah. i saw the trailer and it's the creepy trailer, it's like like this is just the plot for the trailers like having spent most of her life exploring the jungle Nothing could prepare Dora the Explorer for her most dangerous adventure yet, college corruption. <laughs> and then look at the, some of the dialogue. It's like, oh, it looks like Swiper just stole my spot at a top university because his parents spent $6 million to guarantee him getting accepted. Swiper, no swiping. I think the government needs to explore this one, right? You wow. know what I mean? Wow. So don't, this summer, don't, don't miss Dora and the college admission scandal, all right? <laughs> and I heard Ava Longoria is really good in it. Oh. Uh, <laughs> 
That's that's the bite. That's the bite. Yeah. yeah. Time for fake news. The views, opinions, and insinuations made by Frank Nibs do not necessarily reflect or represent those held by the Latinos Out Loud podcast. Live from La Gran Manzana, it's Frank Spiracy News with Frank Nibs. Hello, folks. Hey, Frank. Hey, Frank. Hello, how we doing? Hi, Franklin. Doing good, how Frank. Doing? Those glasses are nice, Frank. I like that. Thank you. Warby good. Park. Wearing some Warby Parkers up here. Uh-huh. I okay. see. Tortoise show. I see you. Red stripe. It's we rare. Got, it's expensive. We got, today we got some deep stuff to talk about. Okay, all right. Aren't they all, though? We're gonna, Aren't they all? No more glasses talk. Today we want to talk about some some sounds and frequencies and stuff, you know? So I need your attention, you know? Okay. Mm. We're going to talk about... How in the 30s and like in the round around the World oh, War II. That's when you grew up, right? <laughs> <laughs> that's your generation. Okay, sorry, sorry. Viejo San Juan Bago. We're going to talk about how sound was changed from 432 hertz to 440 hertz, okay? Oh, big difference. And this was all composed <laughs> by the Rothschilds, the Rockefellers, and the Nazis. Wait, Rockefeller, like the label? Or the the person you know the Rockefellers no, the family. Jay-Z was around back. Well, okay, okay, and they got together with this Nazi. He was uh, called Joseph Goldbell, and he was the German Minister of Propaganda. Okay, wow. and they wanted to change the frequency, and they felt that if they changed this frequency, since this uh, gentleman tested this on the Nazi uh, soldiers, and when he changed the frequency from 432 to 440, he noticed certain things in the soldiers, certain things like anxiety. He noticed mm. they were more aggressive. And the higher-ups and the elites, they knew this, and they eventually changed this. They got the um, the British inter- the British Standards of Institute changed this uh, standard, and it was a big thing because it has to do with mind control. And the music industry here in the States has taken that, and then they put layers on it now. And it has to do with a lot of uh, controlling of the mind with frequencies and, and pitches and what have you when it comes to music theory. Mm. So this goes very deep, and I'm going to give you some things that when you ch- when you change stuff from 430, 432 to 440, I'm going to give you 440. You have uh, like your emotions get nulled. Uh, it makes people uh, uh, work harder. Uh, you have more emotional ar- outbursts, and uh, you have an unnatural sound. It causes anxiety and anxiousness. Mm. At 432, 432 hertz, which was the I standard, I think my sister's at that frequency. <laughs> You're more in tune with yeah, nature. Just, just clicks. You're more in tune with your heart chakra, and you're more in tune with Earth's what kind of chocolate. With Earth's electrical vibration. <laughs> and 432 is more of a healing sound. Okay. More of a what? Healing, a healing. sound. Healing. Healing sound. Okay. So we got to remember that. Tell the, me what happens at 420. You're more relaxed. <laughs> your eyes get dilated. Oh, uh, okay. All right. So more sense. this was a lot of propaganda that was being used in the, the Nazi regime. And we took this uh, and the music industry now has taken this and they're using this really to really control the younger generation with uh, uh, with lyrics and spells in with the, within those lyrics. Like you have theories of the Beatles using this, Pink Floyd using this. Yeah. Vanilla Ice. Vanilla Ice, where you actually Missy sometimes... Elliot. There you go. We're going to mind control you now. Yeah. And this is real stuff. I mean, this is... I wish I, but it's all real, Frank. I wish I knew this information when I made mixtapes for girls. It's like, yo, 430, yo. Her heart's going to get all heavy. She's going to I love you, Jamie. I love you. Jamie, I don't know what it is about you, but after that tape, <laughs> do you want to get married? 
<laughs> well, Rachel, don't you hear like certain men's uh, uh, monotone in their voice and don't you already like get aroused? Like women sometimes get aroused by a man's voice, don't they? Definitely. I mean, we could throw it back to Dr. Dre the Chronic. That shit gets me very aroused. <laughs> I love what? love that album. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, oh, man. Okay. So with this yeah. frequency Whew. and change in the 30s, you know, this was a very founding time where the elites actually knew about sound and they knew they would control the masses which sound. Wow. Okay? Yeah. So it's a, it's a very... I'm just trying to control the dance floor, not the masses. Not me. Not me. It goes deep, That guys. song gets me horny, right? Doesn't that get you horny? What song? Which one? Frequency, it's your thing. Uh, you got weird songs you that make you horny. <laughs> <laughs> that song came out well, in the 70s. Yeah, but all Rachel, right, when mind. that reggae comes on, I see how you get, girl. Oh, Yo, so reggaeton has a lot of that 440 Reggaeton frequency? Ha- no, it has more 40, 430, 432. That's another thing. More, reggaeton 432? More of the indigenous people are more acclimated to 432. That's natural in our, the drums. Like 440 is more with pianos and guitars. Wow. So Wait, four, so pianos stress you out? Like you said the 440 kind of gets Right, people, it's it's pianos like relax me if I hear Right, like but it goes it goes it, it it goes more to people indigenous people have more it goes What about the, the flute? Oh, so now I'm indigenous? Yeah, shit? I don't know that song dueling pianos gives me anxiety. That so, Oh, that's dueling banjos. Dueling never banjos. Mind. Yeah. That's like 418. I'm I'm on the wrong frequency right, right now. Sorry. All right, I mean, back. what frequency is bachata because I get horny on bachata. <laughs> bachata? You do? Yeah, I do. Bachata can get you horny or sad. You know, you oh, want to drink true. a crazy, oh, yes. either one or the other. That's why Dominicans Yo, and Mexicans love bachata. I don't even you know? drink Johnny Walker, but when I hear bachata, <laughs> yeah. I drink Johnny Walker. You want to get, you want to. What am I doing? Oh, you, yeah. you know. Is that, you know? that a dog? What the freak are you doing? You know what the dog frequency is. Um... <laughs> no, it's an audible thing. What Frank did was he held a circle and stuck his pointed finger in <laughs> and, and out of it. High pitch, too. Yeah. Well, Gotta explain 30, what's happening in the podcast. What frequency is early Britney Spears? Because that used to get me horny. Like, oops, you did it again what'd you do let me know oh. Frank I need you to come back with a list of songs that are that frequency that makes us horny oh Jodeci Jodeci oh. was like at a thousand Jodeci used to make the ladies get open every freaking day I was wow. like oh my god wow. I don't even know that music from the 90s yet, wow I my boy it. used to call it sauce music you know okay. you know the R&B used to get the ladies open like you don't got that type of music right now like are you we know a, are we still talking about fake news here I don't know like sex news it over here but now, sex now you guys get it all those frequencies actually Emitted certain emotions in certain people, you know what I mean. So now you I know. I think our when... new intro needs to be uh, 440. <laughs> Get Yo, on it. The yeah. LOL intro gets me high and bombed. <laughs> We want that at the top of that. We'll get more downloads. And then a yo 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 in your ear to keep that erection up. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Frank, for this You're arousing so welcome, everybody. fake news. You're so welcome. Well done. Dang it, well dang done. It. Thank you, everybody. Yo, big shout out to our friends over at Urban Lifestyle Media. Woo! They have Los Dominicanos two coming out. This yes. is a film with Dominicans Fausto Mata, Tony Pasquale, Aquiles Correa, and Transfor Ortiz. Yo, you are good. You read them perfectly. Okay. Yo, make sure you check it out. They're having a big premiere in a party, and that's going to be on Thursday, March 28th from 3 to 5 at the Copa. Copa Cabana. Yeah, so they're going to be there. Make sure to check it out. Follow Urban Lifestyle Media on Instagram. Also, you can find out more about the after party at Instagram.com slash Afro underscore Dominicano. It's going to be hosted by former guests of the Latinos Out Loud podcast, Miss Yaya. Yeah. And you can catch her on Instagram at the dot Miss Yaya. So check that out. Support Latinos in film, Los Dominicanos too. Coming to theaters on 
Friday, March 29th. All right, you guys, it's that time in the show. Y'all know what this is. Do I need to say it? Needs? Needs? Fine. Okay. I wills. All right, you guys, this is the part of the show where we interview an amazing guest. Okay? He's pretty amazing. We're going to get right into it. Please put your hands together for filmmaker Cristian Mercado. Hey. <laughs> Award winning. Dude, award winning. When I went into set, that was the vibe every time. <laughs> like, if people could just assert that Chris, energy. Chris is coming on set, guys. Do oh, it quick, quick, quick. We can give this to you as an MP3 if you want to play it on a Bluetooth speaker when you get could to I, work. Could I play that as my amp theme every time I go into set? We'll cut it up and send it to That'd you. That'd be amazing. Just, no problem. Just Michael Buffer style. Just like, Christian <laughs> Mergal. Oh, hell yeah. Like, Salvador Gigante shit. <laughs> yeah. That'd be amazing. Like, with a Fania, like, crew, like, that really would be amazing. Yo, welcome to the freaking show. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Thanks super, for coming. Super humbled to be here. It's great. Aww. That's really yeah. sweet. Yeah. Where do we begin? Okay, so you're a filmmaker. So some people in the audience right now may be like, what does that mean? Yeah, it's a good question. What is filmmaking, right? Um, I think anytime you hold a camera, it can be considered filmmaking, especially nowadays. So that translates in a lot of ways, you know? Could be your phone, could be your DSLR, could be your Red, could be your Alexa. I mean, you know, the medium is so vast now that, you know, being a filmmaker seems like it's a big umbrella, right? You know, like I think as what I think what separates though, like someone who's like a videographer, which you hear a lot, and a filmmaker is the intent, you know, sometimes. Like I think a videographer is just like, oh, I'm just gonna capture this shit. And there's not like an intent behind it. And a filmmaker, it's like intent, you know, like, oh, I wanna capture something but i have a purpose for it and i have a reason for it so. sometimes when those two things come uh combine it's it, it can be trouble like when you're when you're like wedding videographer is trying oh, to yeah. be like i want to have some intent on this on this wedding i'm like yo just do interviews with my family dude <laughs> that's it that's yo, all i want that, that wedding videographer's trying to get up yo <laughs> He's just yo, like, I'm about to he's put like, this in my reel. I'm about to make the dopest wedding <laughs> yeah. video ever. Let's go, Saisy. Let's go. Yo, but not for nothing. That's kind of what Aunt Palmini did with my wedding. I hired Aunt Pal- You guys, Bago, yeah. Aunt Palmini. It was a lot of pressure. Imagine. Yo, y'all delivered, though. Oh, my God. Y'all, oh, y'all notes made... upon notes upon notes. I was ah. yo. Well, no. I want you... this one to be a wide shot. Cut in and oh have a God. long shot over there. Switch right? pan to the I wedding cake. I take the voiceover from the other scene t- and put it in here i tell you what there there's there's a guy working right now that's done like the wedding videos for like a kim kardashian I... and they're thinking on some level that's like yeah. crazy they're drones like, and stuff. yeah they're like droning they're like oh shit like this is the most <laughs> fucking important wedding ever like oh my god you know what i'm saying so that's that, a wait have you ever done know? a wedding before nah I, I've, I've been to weddings and no but out. i mean shooting wise <laughs> no <laughs> nah. i was always allergic to that i was like nah nah son i'll pass like, it's a lot like, of pressure yo yeah. Franco tell you it's a lot you can't mess uh, up oh, you gotta yeah, be on point yeah, yeah. you can be like oh I missed that shot the best thing and, and I know this is your interview I'm sorry but the best thing that you guys did for my wedding video was this is a confession nobody knows this when I was putting the ring on Edgar's finger I dropped it Oh, shit. and it rolled oh, very far away and I was like oh my god is this a sign what am I doing and I'm just kidding I didn't think that I just thought what a fucking clumsy asshole I am and thank god you guys had two cameras on me so we just zipped like it never happened exactly good that's, editing that's filmmaking back to Chris uh, <laughs> Chris that's the did magic. You, did, 
That's when amazing. did when did it start? When did you want to become a filmmaker? Um, I think like when I was um uh, spending like my summers in Puerto Rico, my uncle Papo, shout out to Papo. Oh, Papo. Yeah, Papo. Um, he was like this kind of like interesting character, you know, because he was always bootlegging mad stuff. Like he would bootleg. <laughs> Papa, I gotta, I gotta. Uh... Like he had stacks, oh, stacks, like, so. What? many bootlegs like i was like damn this motherfucker this is blockbuster in your room right now every day yeah like, black buster yeah down the block down the blockbuster he's just hanging he's always on the which was like kind of like heaven as a kid too blockbuster Word. like i used to be mad amped to go there get four tapes if you can sometimes your mom be like nah we can't we can't do four tapes. We're not in a budget for four. It's yeah. Just get two. Oh, no, get when, two. Yeah. When you when you think it's uh, they don't have the movie you want, but then you go to the cash register and you see. Oh, the yeah. Yeah. somebody oh, turned yeah. it. Team Wolf, Team Wolf Two is there. Oh, I can see yeah. it. Is that what you were looking for? Oh yeah. Jason Bateman fan. Back so to my, Chris. So my uh, uncle basically would just do these crazy movie nights, and I remember me, my mom, my grandma, my aunt. We would all just watch it on a CRT TV. It's all shitty. I remember that being really impactful because I remember it brings family together. And there's something about that that experience that always resonated with me where I was just like, man, that's like that's kind of like the magic of film sometimes where you can see it bring people together and tells you messages and it tells you stains and it conveys to you like the world that you want to be a part of or a world that you see. And it could be escapism, but it's also like a reflection of reality. So. I don't know. As I got an older, that's become more relevant and more like in tune to the work I do, where I think about how important it is to see yourself in film because you consume so much of it. You know, like I like most of us probably in our lifetime have seen like fucking thousands of hours of film, you know, and like how many of those hours are actually seeing ourselves, you know, and that's mm. a that's a question I, qu I ask myself all the time now, you know, Small like fraction. Yeah, exactly. And that's like a big chunk of your life just watching films and you're like, damn, there's a lot of fucking film, but it's like this small, you know, the amount that you see of yourself in it. So to me, that's kind of like, I guess what I've been going through or like experiencing or learning about more. Do you life. do you still remember your first like project that you edited and you shot? Like? Oh shit, yeah, that's a good question, man. It was weird. <laughs> it's super weird. It's actually I was I had the to, I got good fortune or bad fortune depending on how you see it to like kind of be like raised in a commercial environment. So like I was an art director doing like like designs and stuff like that and that was kind of like more of my background and this company first have machine they were just like yo you're so dope i don't know how they recognized that but i was happy that they did um they were like yo you're so dope why don't you just let us teach you about directing so that you can kind of segue into it and if it wasn't for them really like i don't know if i would have like really took it on as like oh shit i was like 25 at the time so wow. i was fairly young yeah yeah, yeah. And they started having me go to conference calls and just listen in. So you learn, like, what the vibe is and all that. And I learned, like, through a commercial environment how that stuff. And my first commercial was a coffee maker that turned into a robot, which is, like, <laughs> oh, the corniest. You can look that Something up. Something Frank would do. Yo, that's real. That exists <laughs> on the next fake news. Yo, it was, like, <laughs> it was such a weird Fame. And I remember going on set too. That was crazy because I had no 
like real and that's the thing about directing too that i think most people should probably think about too and if anyone's thinking about that listening to this is that they say the first uh like the 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 only entry job in hollywood is director because you just don't fucking know like it could be from any discipline like oh this guy is really good at fashion that motherfucker can direct this or everyone it's more about your perspective than like anything highly technical there you surround yourself with technical people to do that stuff yeah, and then yeah. you just like all you have to do really is like voice a vision and the people around you or your team are really like your support system you know um i think about directing a lot more like orchestra stuff you know you're like the conductor more mm-hmm. and like you just need a dope tuba player you need the dope trumpet like, my tempo yo, bro. Like, yo, my yo tempo. chris the woodwinds so, need to be on point so i've known chris for uh, obvi i've known chris now for like maybe like since banco Kesh around that time yeah 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 even his answers are very artistic. Oh, yeah. yeah. My bad. It's like my a bad. rhythm. Yeah, who's directing beauty, your like... answers? Yeah. I'm doing a good job. Yo, oh, like, shit. He won an award at Danny's Film Festival. Shout oh, out yeah. to Danny bra, Hey bra. Things, and okay? After Chris won, I was like, yo, I just want Chris to win because his speeches are like <laughs> viral. Like viral videos every time he wins. Like the people oh, he beat are like, oh, my God, that's so beautiful. Yeah. He deserves to Can win. Can you just win my award? You deserve to win. Yeah. Can you do my speech? After that speech, give him everything. Give him a second award. Oh, I won yeah. on another award last uh, last night. You can give him that one oh, too. Man. All right, listen. How did you get to direct uh, one of De La Soul's videos? Oh. Word. Wow. That's Let's a get great right question. to the meat and potatoes, dog. I so, mean, who wants to know? Just me, myself, and I. Oh my God, I was, Rachel. I was fortunate to direct two of them. Wow, wait. That deserves a dung. Wow, a title of the De La Soul song? Rachel, worst oh, of the yeah. year right there. Thank you. Good Back question. Good question. Um, so I was working in this whack ass place, uh, <laughs> Ooh, doing like commercials, deep. like, and the place was <laughs> awful. The ecology was terrible. Like it was like mad corporate. I didn't understand what was going on. The guy that I was like, I guess I don't even think of him as competition, but I think he. I I don't know what his deal was. He was an asshole, but he kept trying to compare himself to me. I was like doing my own thing. I was like, yo, I'm doing these cell phone commercials, bro. That like, I'm not <laughs> fucking with your shit. Just leave me alone. Like, but he st- kept like coming at me. Like, so your coffee robot commercial, bro. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like that kind of vibe. But I, I did a, I did an iced tea robot. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. And I was like, dogs, these are commercials. Like this shit ain't that serious. Like I, I guess I'm like stepping all over your shit, making you look bad. That's why you got some negative energy towards Uh-oh. me. That was the vibe. He needs some yeah. milk. Right. Yo, dead ass. <laughs> it was mad coffee. weird. Mad weird. I felt, I, I was just doing my own thing. But then I like, towards the tail end of that gig, I was so frustrated. I was just like, I got to do something else. So I started trying to think about music videos and like doing music videos. Cause that's like definitely like a more free environment than commercials, which I have like so many layers and so many like bureaucracy and bullshit. And, you know, music videos can have that too, but not the same vibe. And mm-hmm. you're still making like a pretty substantial piece of art with a music video. With commercials, I mean, if you are like very, very lucky, you can make a piece of art, but it's harder, you know, like it's not that simple. And um, so I was trying to get out of it and I was talking to like my friends and shit. And there was this producer, Mika, who introduced me to her husband, who is Lenny Bass, who happens to be a half Puerto Rican, half black director. And he kind of put me on to the Della job because he kind of like had this um, idea about a Rubik's Cube, but he didn't know how to execute it on his own. So he was like, yo, why don't we just co-direct this? And I was like super down because I'd never done a music video. 
but the the terms under it was really hard because there was like no money so i was like what the fuck i was mm. used to these cush jobs where i was like this is mad comfortable these commercials because you got budget and you could do a lot of shit but like if you could solve this rubik's cube yeah you get paid and it's like, <laughs> no, <what? laughs> you get three yeah. tries <laughs> so so basically i was just like yeah i'm fucking down with this i want to do music videos so that that kind of led to that and we figured it out and somebody a good friend took me to the side i was like yo that's tell us soul. you should just just say yes and figure it out as you go Word. and i was like oh shit and then it became like my philosophy like oh yeah like even if you just say yes and then see what happens you know and you'll figure it out you'll be forced to you know yeah how that's much, pretty amazing how much of your voice like in a music video how much of can, uh-huh. can you insert your voice into it or is this is the performer get most of like this is what i want and and this is how i depends. want you to do it you know depends I mean? on each case to case scenario yeah. because like some of them have like a strong like idea of what they want already and then you're just kind of like helping them guide that other times it's like an open brief you just like make up the whole thing yourself and uh it just depends you know some some videos have like forced fans like performance is like a mandatory thing what do you prefer like the open slate or the this is what i want i like stories like i like fans that let you build a story you know so like if the song has a great story in it then you can make a story out of it and like kind of mm-hmm. work with that and i think like um there's something cool about spectacle too like fans that just visually rock like you're just like oh shit that's dope like just grab your eye you know what i mean that that type of shit is dope too so i'll definitely fuck with that too but my heart sometimes is more in the story but sometimes i think i struggle sometimes with that myself like sometimes i go between like pure spectacle like oh this is so fucking cool and like i'm a kid again and then mm-hmm. then i go to like story sometimes and i kind of fluctuate between the two it's yeah. exciting I'm really curious on how you uh, how you prepare to direct um, mm-hmm. when you have the uh, visual one, not the visual ones, the uh, animated ones. Oh yeah, you've done a few amazing animated yeah. videos. How do you prepare for that? Like, how do you? Direct? I have a deep background in animation, so like I kind of like illustrate and I do a lot of like I kind of do a lot of things. I'm like a mixed media guy, and I I feel very comfortable with animation in general, and um, because I don't think of like. Like when I think of film, and I think people, you look at Oscars or things like that or awards and um, categories, sometimes they separate animation from live action and all that. I'm not like that type of dude because I don't think of animation as like, a, it's not a genre, it's a medium, you know? And like, so you can tell a story in animation just as well as you can in live action. It's just more like what you want to do, you know? And I think with animation, um, there are certain types of stories you can tell and there's a cool gesture to it and the way i prepare is usually i just kind of uh find like artists that i really like or like people that i collaborate with i have a lot of animators that i've worked with for like a long time that just because i was like heavyweight on like the animation tip for a while so like i and i also been to like france a couple times (laughs) for like this this crazy festival called annecy which put me on to like a world of like other animators. It's kind of like the Cannes Film Festival for mm-hmm. animation. Damn, they have yeah. they have that. Wow, yeah. it must be it, intense. Yeah. That well, the, be like the shit is the guy. And... Yeah, this sh- this shit is nuts. Yeah, it's actually, like a lot it's of a... stuffy animators like that size. You see it all. <laughs> I did that thing one day. Yeah, Ooh. you see Talibu it all. Bad. <laughs> I mean, you are chilling in France in like a lakeside town eating fondue. <laughs> That's me now. Me and me of early Ren and Stimpy. Yeah, you definitely see that type of shit. Yeah. 
Do you remember the first season of Simpsons? And it was in Tracy Ullman? Yes, that's what it reminds me. Do you know Pepe Le Pew? Yes. I am Pepe Le Him. Oh, man. It's a dope festival. It's a dope festival. You met a lot of animators through that, and I still work with a lot of those people. So I kind of just jump around, you know? And I think, like, those projects, I just kind of, like, think about, like, what's kind of going to tell the story well or, like, be a cool visual I've done like crazy ones, you know. The, the the last De La Soul one I did was animated, and yeah. that was like I think a lot of that was more like imp- the idea of creating three D characters that are black, you know, because you don't see that a lot. And like that's true. I think recently we're fortunate that Spider Verse came out, and you finally see that, and that shit is breaking in all levels. And, and that should have been Best Picture. Yeah, and they had to put it in the animated. Yeah, but they should have put it in the, the actual Best Picture. Number. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, and that's always a debate. Yeah. And that's a great film, yeah. and it's amazing. There's like a black Latino in it, and you're like, oh man, and it looks doper than most animation. Because a lot of animation is like, oh, Pixar is the gold standard. Not to shit on Pixar, because maybe they'll hire me someday. Shout out, <laughs> shout out. Shout out to Pixar. <laughs> uh, you got they, money. They listen. No, they in listen. case you're listening, <laughs> they, they listen hey, to the podcast. Love you guys. Yeah. Keep up the good work. I love to tell stories, especially Toy Story. Things that are oh, magical. Boy. <laughs> special. <laughs> and the kids kids see candy. And, uh, you know, what, what do they do in Pixar movies? It's know. weird. There's a lot of them. They make me cry. Though. I mean, ah! I, I prefer old school Disney animation of that shit. Yeah, like I, I, Aladdin, Lion King. That Hell shit yeah. looks Spit it. beautiful to me. Spit What's up with the new Aladdin? That new Aladdin looks weird. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> they, Sorry. That's, yeah, that Will Smith CGI yeah. ain't, ain't, ain't ready yet. I'm like... I'm just going to go look at the old animation. <laughs> oh, my God. But that new Lion King looks fire. Mm-hmm. Oh, you can see the yeah. film that Jamie wrote. It's like a spin-off. It's called Aladdin. Yeah, it's really good. Jamie did a hey, great okay. job with Give that. Give him the Taco Bell. Give him the Taco Bell one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because you wrote it, Jamie. Can't really take credit for it. Jamie wrote the joke. Yeah. Aladdin. It's in a sketch. Yeah, it's, it's in a sketch. sketch but go back. Yeah. You know, so, so, Chris, let's talk about Jamie's your latest project. Yeah, 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 sure. You know, let us know how you got it. The awards it won. The winner of oh. South by Southwest, a small festival. Yeah, just like yeah. a little festival called South by Southwest. Google it yeah. if you've never heard about it. It's in a wow. small. It's in small Texas. Place. I know it's not. I think it's yes. Wyoming. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Or maybe yeah. it is Texas. Seattle, I thought. Seattle, Austin, Texas. Austin, Come on, Texas. we know, and that's a big deal, bro. Congrats. Yeah, I was like, what? <laughs> that was crazy. It's definitely the biggest festival I've won, and um, you know, been at too. So like, I was just like. I felt like I learned a lot, you know, like you ever feel like you go somewhere and like it, it felt like a mini college almost. Like I was like, oh, man, so I'm learning, I'm learning everything right now. Because, but I was like oh, oh, like an open wound the whole time because this project was like super emotional. It was about like uh, reconstruction of like post Hurricane Maria vibe. It was about a family trying to reconnect. So I had like a lot of emotions. So I was like vulnerable the whole time. And, you know, it's it's an environment that is like super like extremes, you know, like you meet wonderful people and you meet very cold people and like you're constantly like fluctuating between those. And um, I feel like my only approach and only way of being is like very open bookish. So, you know, some people like that. Some people don't, you know, you just kind of have to roll with it. And um, I was learning a lot about film or like the fame surrounding film, too, you know. And um, then um, leading up to the festival, I was like, I was so tired. I was like, I didn't sleep the night before because Mela Murder, shout out Mela. She's amazing. She was the lead actress. Her flight, she missed her flight. (laughs) 
Damn. Yeah, so I had to like, you know, arrange for her new flight. It was like five in the morning. Damn. That so I was like no sleep and then going up to this like award thing and then like they said us and I was like, What? Oh shit! We'll go up. Surprise, motherfucker! Yeah, yeah. is that what you were thinking? Yeah. You beat out some like uh, you know some competition, some competition. heavy hitters. Oh yeah, some heavy hitters. I feel like uh, with South by Southwest, like um, it's a big film festival, so it's like they do amazing things and they present amazing films, and I think they really do celebrate unique voices. Um, I think I'm a testament to that. If anything, so I'm I'm really happy about it. Um, and the the lineup for the music video category was like excellent. Like I would say, all those music videos are Can amazing. Can you tell us who the nominees were? Um, off the dome. Damn. If you remember any, I mean, we know this well, is America. This is America is like the easiest one to remember. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that wow. was like. Um, there was some interesting ones though. Like there's one where like um, this guy was drowning. That I was like, whoa, this is like it was emotional. I was like, this is an amazing piece. Um. Some of them like more audio visual. There's one where like um the the dude created like a collage that looked amazing. I mean, all of them were like so good. So were you st- were you kind of like you know what? I'm just I'm 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 happy to be here. Yeah, I didn't expect you didn't expect yeah. to actually win. I feel like it was just like a victory just being there, yeah. like yeah. being acknowledged on that level is. But to win is a whole other thing. So I was just like, oh man, and I feel like in a lot of ways that's a. F- you know, it's a win that like translates into film and like larger fans, you know, then. And of course, music videos, like I feel like some people translate music videos a certain way, but I think of them as film sometimes. And I think like that festival in particular has that vibe where you feel it's closer to film because it is kind of like a, a film festival that has a lot of these crazy things happening like and a lot of the features and yeah. yeah and the film itself like means a lot to you yeah too, yeah it meant a lot to me to it. yeah Can we delve i mean into that could you explain to us like what was that emotional connection yeah i mean uh, it was like post hurricane maria i shot it like eight months after the hurricane i was kind of raw um i was looking for something to kind of pour myself into i don't have like any medical skills i don't i don't know how to fly a plane i don't i don't deal in government you know so like my only like thing i could contribute i felt was uh like kind of my my um like you know my my vision about certain things or my like feeling about something and translating that into the lens and <clears throat> it's important i think because um you know I, and i think i learned this a lot in south by because the audiences are really good there they pack a theater like i don't know how they do the magic to do that <laughs> there's a well-organized festival but you have a full theater and then afterwards our screenings like strangers are crying and they're wow. hugging you and i had like white dudes coming up to me and being like yo like well you know like i feel like i felt that and hu- hugging me i was like oh shit like damn that's like that's powerful and i was like moved by that and um yeah oh, man so yeah the the film itself was like about this family trying to reconnect in the aftermath of hurricane maria and um you know i shot it in a very naturalistic style i had two really great actors and their kids too like uh, mella brought her kid uh amethyst and then her niece uh kylie b which goes back to this idea of like sometimes just having those real connections translates on film a lot better and um you know we shot for like way longer than our budget allowed I shot because just because I wanted to make this happen the way I wanted it and I was really passionate about it and I felt it was important. There wasn't really like a lot there's definitely no media attention surrounding Puerto Rico. Like it's like a really sad state of affairs, you know, like you got like 
what like estimated 5,000 4,000 people dead you know what I'm saying some some estimates and that's like that's happening here you know and like people don't talk about it when you think about it like people fought about 9-11 for like a long time mm-hmm. not to say you know for me like yeah of course 9-11 like that's a fucking impactful thing right 3,000 people died and then like but in Puerto Rico you have like 4,000 to 5,000 people die and there's not really like a media response so I was like felt obligated to make things that surround that and you know whether it gets attention or not it's questionable too because it's hard to penetrate that you know like people sometimes focus on different things or not the right thing and it's tough you know it's not that simple so I I was really really impressed that South by gave us a platform because it doesn't happen often and um so being able to like speak my truth to like an audience of a lot of like respectable filmmakers and people, which was the truth, you know, to me at the time, I, I, I came out passionate because um I was I had a lot of hurt, you know, I was carrying a lot of hurt. I felt like I was carrying like in a weird way Puerto Rico, some bizarre way, and in a larger context, Latinos too, you know, because mm-hmm. we need that we need to kind of build something, like we need like I think I've been projecting this idea a lot, and I think other people have too. But this idea of Latino Hollywood, where we kind of have to start figuring out how we can kind of unify and like get our shit out there more, you know, because um, it's a powerful tool, you know, like film to me at least. What I, I go back to this movie a lot, um, Philadelphia, and I talk a lot. Do you guys ever watch that movie? Yeah. 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 Back when that came out, people had like a really deep negative perception of people with HIV or AIDS mm-hmm. but then that movie came out and it humanized the experience a lot for where people were like oh man like yeah like someone with HIV or AIDS is a person you know they're not just like some you know some someone you treat like a pariah and the, sometimes it's weird but like you watch a movie and it humanizes somebody so like when you don't have people watching like Latinos on film that's like harder like it sounds so basic and so silly but like an average audience or an average person might not be humanizing those experiences because they're just not digesting enough of them. You know what I'm saying? Or they're adjusting the wrong yeah. characters. <laughs> it's like, oh yeah, Narcos. All right, great, you know, good show. Yeah. But I mean, I seen, you know, this is what you see a lot. Yeah, one hundred percent. And like, what's crazy is like, I look at the canon of like Puerto Ricans in film and then like, or Dominicans in film. And it's like, yo, we are just not bad guy. Number two. We're not bad guy. Number one. That shit is like super annoying and super weird. And for a lot of people, that's like the canon, you know? And so I think helping shift those things, you know, you do see it in like some shows like Vita is like one that's like got a like more nuanced view on like what a Latino experience. But then those are considered like a niche niche. Niche. Oh, uh, the, I, I the niche it. debate I continues. Oh, really? is it niche, I say niche, or right? is it yeah. niche? Is that what it's called? Is that what they say? No, about but I'm I saying think like the shows jury's like... still out. I don't know. Oh, wow. <laughs> but all right, I'll say niche for right now. It's yeah. sound, but... I mean, we're talking about France. Just say niche. niche. It's a French thing. <laughs> it sounds. Where's makes, the fondue? Le niche. It sound classy. Le niche. No, I mean, but like, yeah. Anytime a show like that comes out, I was like, oh, it's a very niche show. It's great. Yeah. Latinos doing things, but it's for a very mm. specific audience. Right. And yeah. it's like, no. Why can't it be mainstream? Why can't it be bigger? Yeah, totally. So, yeah. so Chris, let's. Let's talk about now. What are you up to now? Some what are oh, some projects that you're working on? Uh, well, right on? now I'm working on uh, this Billie Eilish uh, YouTube series. That's easy to look find right now. I think part three is coming out soon. It basically catalogs uh, Billie Eilish's uh, work on her new album. 
um, as I'm doing it through YouTube, which is a lot of fun. They, they've been ama amazing to work with. They have like a lot of vision. It's been cool. And um, the Billie Eilish herself was pretty cool to work with too. It was kind of like a weird project because we were just like in her room, like with her brother. It was like let's just bust out the s'mores and talk about dreams and talk about, <laughs> talk about your process. <laughs> and so it was mad cool actually because she's super insightful and super genius level for sure. And um, that's out right now, so you can definitely peep that. I got a um, what, let me let me look at this list. <laughs> I'm gonna look at this uh, coming out right now. Hmm. Um, I do have like a big project coming out. Like I don't know when it comes out. I can't even talk about it too much because it's like still. Exclusive. Damn, give us something. I'll give you guys an exclusive afterwards something. once it drops because that it's like it is my first hour long piece of content. Okay. So okay. it's like a long format thing. Nice. Um, deals with like a dope comedian, top level comedian. Oh um, yes, yes. Yeah. Oh no. So it'll be fire. <laughs> I mean, it's I, I I'm not trying to be a braggadocious guy but i do think people will be talking about it when it drops and they'll be like oh wow that's mad crazy that somebody made that oh my god i carry top like you've never seen it before <laughs> <laughs> if you only knew how, how dope carrot top could be he has so much potential untapped potential it's when he got diesel that was it he was getting too diesel you know <laughs> Yeah, and then it looked, started just, to look weird. He does he have like the right a, collaborator? Does he have a, a residency in Las Vegas? Or oh something? yeah, he still got. I mean, yeah. that's Jamie's favorite comedian. He's he has a niece. I've seen him I twice in Vegas. I I would totally want to see that. <laughs> I'm mad right? curious what his comedy is like. I'm mad curious. Like, has it evolved? Is what level of props? It's still it that have? fucking trunk, isn't All it? Right. It's the same <laughs> shit in the trunk. Okay, here we go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is gonna be the last question. Is it? So in Chris form, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. my question to you right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How can we get more Latinos in front of that screen? From Yo, your perspective. Damn, that's a hard question. So like I think there's there's definitely like a you know, it's an infrastructure thing to some degree, isn't it? Like if you look at it, because like you have to have like, like really solid foundation and you have to have support systems and you have to, and film is such a vast thing. Like I thought for a long time, film was just like the film. You make the film and that's it. But there's things surrounding it too that have to exist to support that. So, you know, like I hate to talk about this because it's so like lame, but PR and marketing is like such a weird thing. When you look at Star Wars, you know, like the movie itself costs a certain amount. I think it was like, I don't remember what it is, but 200 mil, let's just say 200 mil for this example. But the marketing budget was bigger than the film budget. Wow. And it kind of gives you a sense of like what kind of world we live in mm. and kind of like how these ideas kind of project. So like, I think it's difficult when you're starting to build something and a lot of those fans don't have the economy behind it. And then suddenly it's like, well, how do you project it to the world, right? And you then have this like crazy vicious system that surrounds that you know and that goes into a lot of layers you know things i mean there's a lot of infrastructure you basically need like just support on all these kind of things because it's like th those structures and also the filmmaking industry and then the you know what i mean so like i feel like it's such a big thing and like it's starting to happen now probably like i feel like there is this movement but i also think like it has to be like a unified front like i think like 
in a lot of ways, like if all Latinos kind of like come together and support each other and help consume each other's content and create the marketplace for it, then the, the, I think the market is kind of like, sadly in America, that's how things work. Like, you know, film in other countries, what, what, I learned this through like film festivals mostly. I have like a lot of channels of government that fund it. Like they have ministries of art that are like in charge of creating that content. So it's not like, uh, it's not dictated by the market. It's dictated by the government. Like the government's like, we got a ministry of art. Imagine if you had a ministry of art in America, it'd be Kid Rock running that shit. It'd be the most garbage ministry of art. Like we're fucking America. Like Kid Rock over here. We're gonna make these movies. <laughs> we're gonna be some big old dinner. Like, we make it Smokey and the Band. Yeah. But America doesn't have that. Like, so like the marketplace decides. And so I think when we look at black, Hollywood, which is a prime and beautiful example of things that are happening, they have a very thriving marketplace where like these films can exist and can kind of thrive. And I think Latinos need to build that too. So like yeah. how we build that is, I guess, the big question. And I don't have the answer 100%, but I do know that if we don't build it, then there won't be, it won't exist. So like, unless we kind of figure out a way to kind of like support our wins, support our, our film, support our movies, and just kind of like start unifying those efforts and having like everybody kind of like on the same page. And we, we have to build quality content too. It's like Apple TV plus. <laughs> oh, they announced a bunch of stuff. Not one Latino. No, there's not even oh, a Latino sure. creator. Nothing. I didn't know. And it's like a new that. digital platform that's gonna try to compete with Netflix and Hulu. And when they unveiled the lineup that's coming up in the fall, there's not one Latino. I feel like we just gotta get Oscar Isaac, <laughs> like to be like <laughs> he's our bah, bah, just going in like Let him he's go, our hero. Go. Oscar Let Isaac, him go. you're he's the superhero. You're the top, the top guy right now. <laughs> yeah, Maybe yeah. if you and Lin Manuel get into a room together. <laughs> yeah. When he, in, when he was in X-Men playing Apocalypse, I'm like, really? You got that Latino to put all the blue makeup oh, yeah. on? I mean, covering, covering like, like beautiful skin of a mulatto man <laughs> with a wonderful hairline. I mean, I, I'm going to throw That's this out saying. there, but why? I'm sorry. Can Oscar Isaac be Wolverine? He can just be Wolverine. Oh, in right? my I mean, dreams, he uh, is. Metal Gear yes. Solid. He wanted to play Metal Gear. There you he go. wanted to play, well, yeah. He could be anybody. Put him in anything. Yeah, it's for real. Real talk. I mean, the thing I think that happens a lot is that people don't realize is these motherfuckers are fake. They're fictional. Like, these characters people are portraying don't exist. They could be any race. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, who said they have to be a white dude? That is, like, crazy. This guy is a fictional character. You know what I'm saying? That's not a real person. So the idea that you have to attribute something to him or an identity is, like, super weird, you know? Like, I don't know. Like, they're fictional to begin with, you know what I'm saying? Like, they could be anything. I, that's how I look at it. That's how I see it. Well, we can go on and on and <laughs> on bad. and on and on. <laughs> my, and it's, my bad. It's not your bad. It's you're listen, really you're good. You're listening, Hollywood, huh? Mm. You're good. That was fantastic. Please, Aww, one you. time for Cristian Mercado. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and now it's time for que lo que. All right, it's that time, you guys. 
Kelo K. Yo, Chris Merck. Come on, can I just call you Chris Merck? Tell yeah. the story real quick. Come on, tell the story real quick. About Chris Merck? Yeah, man. I was working in highly <laughs> corporate environments that kept chopping up my name, and it became a lot easier <laughs> to just be like, cool, that's my name now, so I'm just going to rock with it. Damn. I had like a spice to it. Like, I was like, yeah, Chris Merck. Yeah, cool. Like, But at some point, I kind of like got fed up of, with it, and it was like... It's like a given name. It's not like the vibe, you know. But Latinos have like a long history of that shit where it's they shop just, up your name. But you you're know? not tour now. Like you can't you gotta have your full name out. You can't be doing no nickname. Yeah, like, fuck the nickname <laughs> shit. Yeah. Well, tell everybody where they could find the film, your social handles, anything you'd like to communicate. Oh hell yeah. Um follow me at uh Chris Merck at Instagram, which is spelled K R I S. K-R-I-S-M-E-R-C. I like that you come with a soundtrack. That was amazing. <laughs> it was a sound effect. It was like sci-fi-ish. <laughs> so mysterious. And then uh, my Vimeo is uh, probably just my full name, which is Cristian Mercado. Uh, K-R-I-S-T-I-A-N. Mercado, M-E-R-C-A-D-O. So look me up. Follow me on Vimeo. Follow me on uh, Instagram. And uh, look at some dope shit. <laughs> I... Future Who's Oscar next? over here. Future Oscar, we're winning. Bago I'm calling it. it. Future Bago Oscar. Said it. A lot of I pressure. Second, I second no. the motion. <laughs> pressure, you know? I, I feel it, though. I'm, I, I need that pressure in my life. All right, Chris. So I'm going to go, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. I finally got my segment. Wait, I have what? a segment now. Oh, it's your segment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's going to be my responsibility. This is going to be my segment. Just drop the, drop the uh, beat. Yo, it's time for Pip Your Pop. Wow. Uh, okay, there was like a nut being drilled in. Is that what that sound was? Do we have to talk about the intro? Like, I don't think you're 100. Uh, I'm sorry. Convinced. I thought it's it was a, very busy. A yeah, very busy it was a lot. It was just very vehicular. Look, you've been very busy, so I took the responsibility and I poked the end. I was like, look, check it out. Do it like this. Mm-hmm. But you know, we can still workshop it, like how we did with the uh, the bochincha bites. Yeah, no, it's fine. I'd park it. Mm-hmm. So okay, all right. Yep. Get the right. vehicle. All right. Never mind. <laughs> Last week. <laughs> I never said I was coming on the show to do stand-up. You know what I'm saying? The fuck? So last week, Pimp Yo Pod <laughs> was birth. We did an amazing podcast. Sure this was. Week, we are now having another podcast. So oh. excited. So I'm going to give the log line of the podcast, which actually premieres May 5th. Oh. And it's the Salon Chronicles podcast. Is a virtual neighborhood hub where the ladies get together and discuss everything from relationships, career, sex, current events, politics, child rearing, the tea, el cafecito, no holes barred. Mm. And we have a clip that we're going to play, and then we'll be back. In front of me, she looked like she was mean mugging, but my curiosity got the best of me, and I had to go in. You know, curiosity killed the cat. Satisfaction mm-hmm. always bring her back. Wait, was so, she an elderly lady? She, she was wasn't like, elderly. She was like probably, you know, she was probably in her 30s, I'd say, mid-30s. Or you know, I, I, let me just say 33. It's a good number. So <laughs> The age of Christ. So the 33-year-old girl was in front of me, and in her hand was a pregnancy test. From the 99 cent store? Okay, thank you. That's where you're so going to here I go. I didn't and even know they sold those there. This is what I'm saying. Those things are expensive. Girl. But they sell them at the 99 They sell them. That was Listen. my first experience. 
If you're getting pregnant and you have no money <laughs> to buy a pregnancy test, you got bigger issues. Let me tell you what happened with old girl. Maybe wasn't paying. Listen, so old girl told me there's a science to this shit. So I went to her and I said, um, excuse me, miss. Although she looked like she was mean. No, you didn't. So you just heard a one minute exclusive. And uh, like I said, with Pimp Your Pod, these ladies premiere May 5th. And again, for other podcasts that want to pimp your pod, Make sure you send us uh, an email at wearelatinosoutloud at gmail and send a one-minute clip and what your podcast is about. Awesome. Jamie, you want to go? You want me to go? I don't really care. No I'm big just, whoop. I'm uh, just Instagram, Jay Ferns. And yeah, thanks for listening. Okay, I have a few things. Number one, como siempre, a big what's up to Yero.com, the news and lifestyle platform for Latino men. This week, they spoke to writer Juan Alvarado Valdivia, whose new book, Ballad of a Slop Sucker, okay. <laughs> tackles masculinity, family, and having hope. Visit Yerro.com for the full interview. Okay, now, we started doing this, right? I think we're adhering to it. I want to pimp a review. Wait, okay? Is that a segment, too? Maybe. Uh, play, the, play the music. Play the music again. <laughs> Yo, it's time for Pimp Your Pop. I just envision like a, a neon green lowrider and like Bago in a wife beater. I don't know. It's just weird. Hey, yo, Pimp Your Ride, man. I hate the vision in my head. It's like the, the beginning of La La Land, but like urban. You know? Like, you know, on the highway, everybody was singing and dancing. That's what I feel like what's going on here. It's like in the, in the hood. Okay, here we go. Here is a review from CC11496. Okay. Cyborg. (laughs) (laughs) The title of her review is Ya Got It. Applause emoji. Five stars. Que lo que. My name is Shanaiz. I don't know if that's the right pronunciation. I'm sorry. It also could be French. Que lo que. My name is Shanois. Shanois. I'm not sure. I'm a Dominican from Maryland. Yeah, we over here too. LOL. I love your podcast. I love hearing all of your guests that you guys have. Hearing their stories is super inspiring and informing. You guys are freaking hilarious. I love it. Heart emoji. We need more Latinos like you guys that educate the world on Latinos and our culture and our loudness. Can't wait to hear more and more seasons. Nice. That was beautiful. Luckily for her, we have like five seasons a year, so she'll get it. Because we just create shit for for the fuck of it. Every three months, new season. We're just addicted to creating this kind of content, speaking of you, Mr. Director. Hell yeah. Yo, give it up for our guest, Cristian Mercado, one more time. Aw, that's sweet. That was amazing. Thank you. The reviews, please keep them coming. Um, We're very excited for what's on the horizon. There's a great energy in this room, I have to say that. Do you guys feel it? Yeah, I do. Hell yeah. Honestly, like, yeah, right? The vibe here is so strong. It's good. It is. It's It's the frequency. It's at 492. Yeah. (laughs) And shout out to Christian's shirt. He's wearing um, underneath his jacket a Ninja Turtles shirt. (laughs) Jamie got a... 
I just have to. It's like once I saw it, I was like, I have to acknowledge this awesome I shirt. I can't believe how much Cowabunga, you know about. Cowabunga, bro. You know a lot about the Ninja Turtles. I went to the Ninja Turtles. I used to have their Pizza Hut oh, hell album. Yeah. They had made an album where they did all this. like It was like a rock album. Can you give us a lyric? We're coming out of our shells. <laughs> On that note, wow. we out. Oye, mijo, ¿qué show es ese que están escuchando? ¡Tremenda vaina! Hola amigos y bienvenidos a Tremenda Vaina, el show donde escuchas cuatro historias que desafían la realidad. De las cuatro, solamente una es mentira. ¿Cuál será? Nos puedes encontrar en tu plataforma favorita. iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, iHeartRadio. Suscríbete hoy. Y esto es Tremenda Vaina. ¡Tremenda Vaina! Total Wine and More now offers curbside pickup and same-day delivery in Northern Virginia. Have great finds at great prices delivered right to your car or to your door. It's easy to discover the more ways Total Wine and More has you covered at TotalWine.com. There have never been more options for your next vehicle, but the right choice has never been clearer. That's because Toyota has a high-performing hybrid built for your exact needs, like the stylish all-new Camry XSE Hybrid and Venza, the spacious Highlander and all-new Sienna with more cargo space, and the fuel-efficient and high-performing RAV4 Hybrid. Toyota hybrids save you time and money, filling up less often at the gas station. And of course, all with 10-year, 150,000-mile warranty on new models. Take the next step. Visit Toyota. Toyota.com slash hybrid or your local Toyota dealership to learn more.